2: Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Packet Day Podcast. I'm Steve Perhatch, joined always by Sarah Kelleher, Dusty Evely. What's going on, guys?
3: Nothing, man. Nothing. Talking football, Steve. How are you? I'm good. What's What's the uh, movie on tap for today, Dusty? Uh, it is uh, It. Last year's It. Or two years ago? Two years ago, It.
4: Two years ago. I Such years a good ago, movie. I approve incredible. of it. Good. This is the a- This is the one time where I'm like, it is very acceptable for you to be watching a movie while podcasting, because that is a great movie, and if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch
3: it. It's
2: so so good, and
3: part two is out this year,
2: uh, which I'm hyped about, so yeah. I have never seen that movie, because I freaking hate clowns, and and I'm not a big fan of horror movies, so if you put those things together, that just makes me, oh, like, shiver (laughs) in my, like, I, I hate my wife watched the movie. I remember she rented it from Amazon Prime one time and she's like, Hey, you wanna you wanna watch it with me? And I just looked at her and I just walked upstairs and I played video <laughs> games for two hours. And I like came down and I came down at like the creepiest part where like all of a sudden he just like attacks and like slithers across the floor. I was like, What the
4: Oh man? yeah, that, that like, is like no. the creepiest part of the movie. <laughs> when I around the time it came out, I was I would still go home and work a customer service job as a cashier that I had in my hometown. And everyone there was like really excited about the movie. So um, there was these little like packets that we would sell things in. And all of a sudden, whenever you'd like walk anywhere, like in the back, whether it was like by the break area or by the bathroom or like under the register, someone would start leaving notes that said like, you'll all float too, which is like <laughs> the thing that Pennywise says in the movie. And it was so creepy because you never knew when you were going to find one. And then I would like pull open a drawer and it would just be like staring at me. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, so, but it was very fun. It was a fun thing to do. And then I was waiting for someone to bring in a balloon one day, but it uh, never happened.
3: I don't know if you saw this Sarah, and then we can get the Packers talk or whatever. But uh, in the lead up to two, uh, they've been sending out uh, promo packets to, you know, People for Reviewers or something. And it's an unmarked white box. And you open it up and a red balloon floats out.
4: Oh. No. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Now, I hate all those movies. However, I did love all of the memes that have, like, you know, the the that had the it clown in the gutter. Mm. And then all the mean all the memes big, that go on fan. that was oh, those were always great. Like <laughs> clowns suck, they're stupid. They're, I hate that, but man, those memes were always gold. So <laughs> Sarah may approve of this movie, but I think it's trash and I think it needs to go all oh, those clown movies need to go in the garbage. It's a bad takes so, bad I don't honestly I don't care. Clowns suck. They just I don't know what it is. And I, I have no legit reason for being like hating them and not, not being like being around them, but they just Give me I the think EGs. everyone
4: has their things. I don't like dolls, like the creepy dolls. Those freak no. me out. So, okay. and I
3: don't like Steve. So it was all we all got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have all got we, our thing. We, we all know this, Dusty. Like, <laughs> they,
2: they go out of your way to pick up me every single day. I host, I host this thing and make you look smart by asking you questions that I, 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 I figure out beforehand, so you already mm. know the answers mm-hmm. to, and I don't mm-hmm. put you on the spot. But yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. You're welcome. Uh huh. I appreciate that. <laughs> Okay, well, that seems like a good tipping-off point to go into the Packers' world.
3: Talk to you guys next week. Yeah, see you later, (laughs) Jesse. Go watch a
2: dumb movie with subtitles. Yes, sir. (laughs) So, the Pack-A-Day podcast, what we've been doing for the past two episodes, we kind of been broke the Packers' schedule down into quarters. So, first quarter was the first four games, next quarter was, you know, and so on, all the way through the schedule. We have quarter three, but we kind of look. We each looked at the schedule beforehand and marked down our, you know, our wins and losses and things like that. So we're not going to go into those like individually of the quarter one, quarter two. But guys, quarter one, where did you land with a Packers record?
3: Uh, I came out three and one after quarter one. Same here. I've Holy have when you
2: agreed on something.
3: I've got them <laughs> flying out of the gate, winning three straight, and then uh, dropping the game to the Eagles.
4: Ooh, I have them winning the first game and then losing against the Vikings, but then winning the last two. Okay.
2: And there we go. That's why. that. Uh, there it is. There it is. I have them losing against Chicago in the home opener, or the <laughs> uh, opener, and then they've got three in a row. Over Minnesota, Denver, Philly at home, so I kind of thought that home field advantage. Would that's be what something. I
4: thought too when I looked at that.
3: But that's not how you had it. No, I have. I no, have.
4: Them, have them I winning. have them
3: dropping that Philly game.
4: I have them winning the Philly game.
2: Oh, but you had them losing it versus Minnesota. Correct. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so they come
3: off All the right. high of beating the Bears and then and then kind of come out flat against the Vikings.
4: Yeah, gotcha. that's. That's what I was
3: saying. Okay.
2: So everybody's sitting at three and one. Now let's move on to quarter two. What did you guys have them doing in quarter two?
4: I have the complete opposite at one and three. <laughs> I,
3: uh, I I, am often, I blame myself. I am often uh, too optimistic. Uh, and so I was again here, I feel, but I, I made good rationalizations probably. So they come out of this also three and one. So I've got them sitting six and two, six and two. Uh, through eight games.
2: And I'm perpetually like the optimistic one when it comes to the Packers, so that's a, that's impressive. I actually have them going two and two losses with uh, at Dallas and at Kansas
3: City. I've got the KC game. I've got them dropping the KC game. I just, I mean, Sunday night game at Kansas City. Yeah, which I
2: mean, it, it's, will be a huge test for this new defense. Like, I think it's it's exciting, and but. You know, Dusty and I were kind of before Sarah even popped on before the show, like we we started talking about like this is as much fun as it is to look at this. It's like a a futile experiment of who by week eight, like who the hell knows what's going to be happening. I mean, is Pat Mahomes going to be healthy? Is Tyreek Hill going to be playing? Uh, What's going on? Like, you know,
3: all the questions. Well, beyond all that, I mean, I know the Chiefs defensive coordinator was bad last year, but he's replaced. They lost their top two edge rushers. Uh, like you just, there's so much change over. And then with the Packers, the complete overhaul of the Packers as well, it's quite possible Packers come into that game with an elite defense and the chiefs have a terrible, uh, terrible defense. And then also maybe Mahomes is all, like, man, you're, yeah. We're uh, projecting. Also, they, also you like Kareem, they also like Kareem Hunt is yeah.
2: no longer on a team. Like,
3: which they look so, fine at running back after he yeah. was gone last year as well. But it's, we're projecting stuff out. I'm terrible at projecting a week away. We're, exactly. proje- we're projecting, like, you know, we're, we're starting to go into, we're going to end at week 13. We're projecting 13 weeks into the next season after witnessing a almost complete and total overhaul of the staff and then also a bunch of guys in the defense for the Packers, let alone the rest of the league. This is, it's a, it's, it's a fun thought experiment, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to pretend. They, they could go into Kansas City and wax the Chiefs, and that could be obvious from week three. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? We're all just guessing. We're all guessing. But it's July, so that's all we can do. <laughs>
5: this
2: is all we yeah. have for Packers' content right now, Nothing. We have to make it
3: all up. I know.
2: I'm, little... all, I'm all about it, man. That's fine. I mean, it, like you said, like that could be a, an unbelievably huge game. I mean,
4: so yeah, that's, a, that's Especially a... if, if Rodgers stays healthy and Mahomes stays healthy. I mean, that's a quarterback matchup right there that mm-hmm. everybody's going to be looking forward to. And, I mean, and I think if Rodgers is performing to the expectations that everyone has for him this season, which – is kind of the vibe that everyone's starting to get and that we as fans hope um, to see, then that will be a really, really exciting game. And if Mahomes can continue with what he did last year, then that's going to be an incredible matchup. I know um, Rodgers has been really complimentary of him in the past, and Mahomes has said he watches a lot of Rodgers' film and is a player that he looked up to. So I think seeing those two kind of battle Will be really interesting, and mm-hmm. I know there is a lot of unknown factors, but just the excitement about it, even this far away, is is really great. But I don't, I don't really see them going in there and winning that game necessarily.
2: Okay, so halfway through the season, Sarah, you would have the Packers sitting at four and four. Correct. Right? Okay, Dusty, you got them at six and two. I got them two. six and two. Yeah, and I've got five and three. All right, so that's through Week 8. Quarter 3 actually includes the bye week. So that will take us Week 9 at the L.A. Chargers, Week 10 home against Carolina, Week 11 is their bye. Then they'll give us Week 12 and Week 13, which is at San Francisco and at the New York Giants. So before we dive in specifically to each of these games and kind of, you know, talk about the team's, What is, like, Dusty, we'll start with you. What's your overall feeling of the the third quarter of the Packers season?
3: I mean, it's a tough start. That Chargers is tough. Um, But the rest of those games are super winnable, even with three on the road. I mean, they're all winnable, but uh, I think it's good matchups uh, with the other three. Even on the road, the bye week in the middle certainly helps. The One the, the one of the factors that I really want to throw in is if you look at where these games are played, they're zigzagging across. They're going from, oh, we'll talk about the, you know, the Chiefs game, week eight is a Sunday night game. From there, they fly across the country. They'll probably go back to Green Bay, so not across the country, halfway across the country, uh, back to Los Angeles. The next game is, is back in Green Bay, back at Lambeau. So they got there, then the bye week. And so they get two weeks at home and one week they don't play a game. And then from green Bay, it's to San Francisco and the next week is in New York. So there really is, I mean, it's a, as far as travel goes and you know, they got private jets, but jet lags a real thing and all that. So just looking at where these are in a short span of time, they are kind of zigzagging across the country a little bit. So that's kind of, that was one of, one of my big takeaways. And again, three road games, the only home game they have is in Carolina or is Carolina in Lambeau the week before the bye week. Um, so it's, it's, even though the, the teams don't look that bad, those are a couple of factors uh, to consider that it is, it could make it a little tougher than it appears at the moment.
4: Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, if players are healthy at this time in the season, last year, Packers had a lot of injuries going on. Some key players were missing at times. And if players are healthy and they're able to, deal with jet lag or any outside factors like that. I think they definitely have a great chance of making this a quarter. That is a positive one. Maybe they're one of their best ones of the season. Mm-hmm. They think they could really use that bye week to their advantage. Uh, the chargers game is going to be a tough one for them. So getting the, the bye is after that, correct?
3: Uh, after the yeah. Panthers game.
4: Oh, it's after the so Panthers game. So
3: they got two. And the then, and, yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 So
4: no. coming off of that and then hopefully getting a win at home and, Again, getting a break there—that yeah. I think that's a great timed bye week for them. Um, that's you know peak point in the season where players are nicked up a little, and you know who knows what's going on. So I think it's a great place to have a bye before then you go back out to the West Coast and then back again to the East Coast. Wow. So I think there's potential for it to be a good run, but there's just so many factors like we were kind of saying with talking about the first two quarters of the season that. Could be in play that we just have no idea about mm-hmm. yet.
2: The biggest things I saw right away were you know, we start with at the LA Chargers, but if you go back one week, that means they're coming off of playing at Kansas City. So yeah. we talked about going back and forth. So going from Kansas City to Green Bay, back to LA. And I mean, I get that it's still the Chargers is still a 425 game, which is a little bit helpful. I mean, slightly you prefer that, especially on the West Coast, but that's still just a lot of travel for a two week well, period and, and especially coming
3: a, up a Sunday night game. Yeah. I was going to say KC that night game as well. That yeah. that adds a factor of it to do.
2: So, I mean, you're not getting back to green Bay until what? Two, three in the morning at best. And then all yeah. of a sudden you got to travel back to Kansas city for a Sunday, like for the sun, uh, or back to LA for the Sunday afternoon game. Like that, that's a lot of travel. Um, yeah, so that's actually, for me, I marked that one as a loss. That was it. Um, yeah. The other thing I noted too was the San Francisco game. I love the fact that it's actually a four twenty five game. I think the traveling to the West Coast is always a pain, and like you've seen, like the pack. I don't think I can't remember the last time the Packers really played well in San Francisco. Um, I think you know it's a, like time changes. It's pretty significant. So being able to get that four twenty five is almost like a like a noon game, pretty yeah. much. So I, I, I like that fact. Um, and it'll be interesting to see the San Francisco had a lot of changes again this year so it'll be interesting to see I and mean, their quarterback's coming off their ACL FA ACL so that'll be fun uh to see if he can actually hold it together for an entire season but yeah those it's a lot of travel for for the quarter the third quarter of the season which is interesting so with that, let's let's kind of dive into each of them. Talk a little bit about what they did last year, who they added, uh, things you like about this team, things you don't like. But we'll start with at the L.A. Chargers. The first question I have for both of you is: How often do you still call them the San Diego Chargers?
3: Every day. Yeah, because every I do,
2: time I, do I think it all about it, so
4: much. Mm-hmm. Every time someone says L.A. Chargers, still I'm like, wait, what? And then I'm like, oh, right. It's just. I don't know. I feel like they're always just going to be them. It feels,
2: too, it feels too forced. I don't know. Well, I don't that's know, like so,
4: next it's... season the Raiders are moving to Las Vegas. Like mm-hmm. that's – no, they will always be okay. No, no.
2: That's going to be awesome because when I go there for my 40th birthday, I can go see an NFL game in Vegas.
3: Yeah,
4: for like five bucks probably, sweet. Steve. That's
2: gonna be I know. Fun. It's going to be awesome. They're probably <laughs> going to be like giving tickets away on the strip.
4: <laughs> the stadium looked really cool i like passed it when i was just there and just like the outside of it i was like oh my goodness so it's gonna be pretty exciting
2: Yeah. last year last year the chargers went 12 and 4 playoff team uh they didn't really add a lot uh via free agency they, they picked up tyrod taylor they picked up thomas davis who does he loves so yeah, much
3: thomas davis is great He's old. I'm not He's getting old. into this with you again. I'm not getting into this with you again. Age ain't nothing but a number, Steve.
2: Yeah, you use that for, like, certain players. Like, age was a number for Mason Foster when he was 30. Because
3: Mason Foster's Thomas not good. Davis is 36. Because Mason Foster's not good is I, the problem. That's the, the main Let's problem. do this again. <laughs> I'll fight you. i fight your face. Uh, I did. <laughs> oh my God.
2: <laughs> I wish there was a mute. I wish I, I can only mute myself. I can't mute you through this. Yeah, I right. wish I had the power to mute you. I'm recording would,
3: this anyway, so you would still be able to hear me on the recording. It would yeah, not matter if you could mute me. Details. I'll figure this out. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, draft pick wise, their first two round picks.
2: I, I really liked it. It helps solidify their defense of uh, Jerry Tillery for defensive tackle and Nasir Adderley for mm. uh, safety. They lost uh, a couple guys actually. They lost Corey. Corey Leggett, uh, Jason Verrett, Tyrell Williams, Antonio Gates, a couple other smaller, you know, known players. But they're also, I mean, you, you think about it, they're also gaining a tight end because they lost Hunter Henry yeah. all, for all of last year pretty much. I think he came back for one of the playoff games, but he was still yeah. uh, a super limited, yeah. But, I mean, this is, a, this is an uber-talented team. It's just they have just been racked with injuries the last couple of years.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- th- they're loaded. This team is freaking loaded. I mean, we talked about this. Was last week's the linebackers? We did linebackers? Yeah. yeah. I, re- I remember things. I remember things that I have talked about. Um, we kind of touched on it then, but, I mean, they've got they got the edge rushers of Ingram and Bosa. And now they have, uh, whoever, uh, Davis and Denzel Perryman on the inside. You got Derwin James, who was a, just a monster last year that can just go anywhere. Just, just. Towards the line of scrimmage, just wreaking havoc. You've got Casey Hayward and Desmond King, and then on the offensive side, it's it's Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and of course Philip Rivers, and then you you mentioned Hunter Henry. Like this team is this team's loaded. Like on both sides of the ball, this team is is just absolutely terrifying. They are the only team the only team uh, if you look at uh, Football Outsiders DVOA, which is their their metric for how teams do offensively and defensively. Uh, They're the only team the Packers face in this stretch that were top 10 in offense. And they're also the only team that was top 10 in defense that they're, that they're facing during that stretch. Like they're a very, very good team. uh, And I didn't see them do anything over the off season that made them worse. And coming off that KC game, God, it's going to be tough, man. They're just, they're just loaded. They're just a really good team.
4: Yeah. I, I pretty much second everything that you guys already said, but I think that has potential to be a really, really ugly game for Green Bay and I mean coming off of the Kansas City game and they're such a great team all around. It's on the road and Packers typically don't play too great on the road. I mean they didn't win a road game last year, right? So it's just that's really tough. I mean, that's about everything that you could throw at them that's weakness. We're throwing at the Packers that game and I don't think it's one that is gonna be pretty and I'm glad that they're heading back to Lambeau the week after to play the Panthers, but yeah, when I saw that one on the schedule, that was one I definitely cringed at a little bit.
3: They went, um, they went one in seven last year. Oh, oh they, did they? They, they? they won that Jets game oh, in overtime. Yep, yeah, maybe. that was a New York. That, that meant absolutely nothing. in the it show. meant things to me in my heart, Steve.
4: So, I remember that because I was like, they're really going to lose to the Jets, and then they won, and I was like, oh, that was for my pride, I guess.
2: No, I remember it because I was watching the game, and I was, I was, you know we started the game we were i was watching I was like okay win or lose whatever it is what it is like if they lose i can in my head i can sell it as oh they're getting a better draft pick if they win whatever that's cool but they were they were losing and they were losing pretty bad and i'm like mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like one or two plays started turning and i i even tweeted it out i'm like the packers are going to win this game and it's going to royally piss me off
3: I so think they, we fought about that last year yeah, when we recorded we did. that next week.
4: I'm yeah, sure my we brother and I thought about that too because he <laughs> was so on the – he was like, let's just tank, tank, maybe yeah. tank, get a better draft pick. So whenever the Packers play, we always text like in our family group chat if I'm not home and we're not watching together. And I remember I was like getting so excited and – I'm like they're coming back yay and then my brother was like no they need to tank like this is this is so bad we don't want this to happen no no and it was a big thing and then my mom was like just be happy they won and everyone was arguing about it
3: such a mom thing to say <laughs> oh my she, God. Was like,
4: she was like you guys have complained all year that they've like haven't played well and then if they win a game you're upset like <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're Packers fans we don't want it either way <laughs>
4: And then my dad just, like, chimes in and is like, LOL or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh all right, God. I do have to ask, does your dad sign his text? Because I will still, like, my dad still doesn't understand no. the concept of, like, he'll he'll text you and then on the bottom of it, he'll say, Dad. Like, no, like, no, no, do I've, I've got you. So my phone, Pops. Like, I got you. Don't worry. Don't ellip- Mine is Mine is
3: ellipses and then all caps, Dad. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
4: No, my dad doesn't do that. He's He's pretty, like hip with technology and how everything works so he i think he realizes he doesn't need to sign his name since it's like a few inches above <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right i'm just curious i'm just curious gauge i suppose you are the uh, the millennial so your dad's probably what like 45 years old
4: he's a little older than that oh that's good
2: that's good that makes dusty and i feel a little bit better i will say going back to the chargers i will say mm-hmm. the one thing that i noticed that at least it's just intriguing to me is Melvin Gordon and the Packers defense, because mm. if this is last year's defense, Melvin Gordon's going to run all over them. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So I'm just, I think, you know, this will be week nine. This will give them plenty of time to, you know, second year in Patton's system, like plenty of time for them to kind of see and have all of us see what they are. Like the, you, you should know if they're a good, a good against the run, good against the pass, like where are their strengths, where are their weaknesses, mm-hmm. but I mean, that dude is a beast. And then, I mean, you throw in Austin Eckler, you throw in, uh, Oh, who's their fullback. I can't remember his name anyway. Um, but they've just got, they've, uh, was it Justin Jackson? I think that was who it was. I mean, not be yeah. a fullback. I think he played a little bit in relief as well, but you know, you throw in those guys and they've got a solid running back core and they can catch the ball out of the backfield. So it's a, it's a very, very solid group. And, I'm hoping for an improved run defense as I'm sure every single Packers fan is, but that was the like you know, we we all know Phillip Rivers, we know Keenan Allen with Hunter Henry coming back. It's that's an exciting group, but you know, for me Wisconsin Wisconsin uh UW native and Melvin Gordon, that's just a dude who can ball out. He doesn't I don't think he's played a entire season yet. Yeah,
4: I I don't think he has. Um,
2: but when he is when he is there, like what well, he averaged five, over five a carry last year,
3: which is just insane. He's
2: a monster. Uh, but you know who did better than that was Aaron Jones. <laughs> so,
3: He's, I think, uh, maybe ton, ten touches a game for Aaron Jones. I think is probably Yeah, that's. A, that, I mean,
2: that's the ideal area yeah, you'd that's, want that's in, right? you want him
3: to be in. That's where you want him. Oh, freaking Mike McCarthy! Fifteen percent of the snaps. You know. Oh my
2: god, that was. <laughs> Okay, let's move on.
4: We're
2: in a good place now, Dusty. We have a we have a head coach who wants to use the running backs. That's true. That is true. We do. We do. So, okay, what uh, I've got them marked as a loss. What do you guys have for this game?
3: Yeah, I've got them a loss.
4: Against the Chargers? Yes. Yeah, I have them losing. Okay.
2: All right, so everybody has that marked off as a loss. So that's week nine. We move into week 10, which is Sunday, November 10th. Home game. Against the Carolina Panthers, so that they're such a fascinating team. I mean, they pretty much live and die with with camp. They Absolutely. started. They start. Well, they started six and two last year, and then they just fell off the table and went uh, one and one and six yeah. or one and seven <laughs> to, to end the year.
4: Hmm.
2: They ended up seven and nine. Uh, they added. Uh, let's see, they picked up Gerald McCoy, they picked up Chris Hogan, Aldrick Robinson, the center, and then they got center from the Broncos, Matt Paradis, uh, Bruce Irvin, they also got, they went with Brian Burns, who I know Dusty was, you were pretty high on him, right? Yeah, I really,
3: I wanted the Packers to take him to
2: 12.
4: I, yeah, I had them picking him as well.
2: Uh, they also picked up offensive tackle Greg Little, uh, Will Greer, and Christian Miller, so um, Sorry, I'm hearing knocking at my door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but loss-wise, they they lost Devin Funches they lost Ryan Khalil, uh, Matt Khalil, Julius Peppers, Kyle Love, Thomas Davis, Mike Adams, um, Denoris Searcy. So quite a few people. It's going to be fascinating. But I'm the one thing that I take away from this uh, Carolina game is I freaking love McCaffrey. That dude is awesome, and he is one of my favorite players to watch because he's so dynamic, running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield, and just a stud.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, he's tremendous. The interesting thing, so I was looking at the Panthers, again, DVOA, the Football Outsiders number. um, They were uh, the 19th-ranked pass offense last year and the second-ranked rush offense. Like just a very, very which which makes sense. I mean, especially I mean that's a full season. You're looking at that for a full season. And Cam had that shoulder injury and just wasn't wasn't looking as good when he threw, but he could still run because apparently Cam Newton with a shoulder injury can still just, like, lower it and ram people in the face with it uh, because he's Cam Newton. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's that seems like the key. Their defense – I always think of the, the Panthers as, like, historically good defense. Like, not historically good, but when I think of the Panthers, Panthers, I think they're having a good defense. They were uh, 24th overall last year. So not a great defense. Um, the passing game should be better this year with, with Newton, and the running game is very, very good. Again, I mean, studies have shown that uh, – when you have a running quarterback, it helps open more holes for uh, for your other guys as well. And you've got a guy like McCaffrey back there. and So you've got Newton, who's a battering ram. And you've also got McCaffrey, and you've got you know a decent stable of guys back there. Uh, that running game should be good. And that running game is good. And so, uh, Steve, you were kind of talking about that a little bit with the Chargers. Uh, if this was last season, I would not be excited. Uh, this season with the bodies, they can throw at that and who they have. I, I assume that run defense will be better. Uh, And so that does not scare me as much as it would have this past year. It's still, I mean, it's still no fun going up against Newton, uh, but they should be able to put up some points, I assume, and should be able to slow down that run game a little bit. They slow down the run game and they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I've got that I've got that slate as a win. That Panthers game as a win. And that is, as we talked about, that is in Green Bay. They've just yeah. come off that, that tough two-game stretch from the Chiefs and the Chargers. They're back in Green Bay. They've got one game to go before the bye. I feel like they're really going to just let it all hang out in this game. Um, and if they do that, uh, I feel like they should beat the Panthers fairly easily.
4: Yeah, I had it as a win as well, and I really think – kind of touching off what Steve said that they live and die by what Cam Newton's going to be able to do. And this will be another great uh, test for the Packers with a run, with their run defense. And I mean, coming off with Melvin Gordon against the Chargers and now with Christian McCaffrey, I mean, they could be real, really tested in these two Mm -hmm. games in this two game stretch. So um, let's hope that they have their run defense together because that could be really bad in a two game stretch. But I think um, that Ultimately, overall, like you said, their defense struggled a lot, and I think the Packers' offense is only going to improve this year. So with that, I think they'll be able to beat them. It's at Lambeau. That was a big factor for me. It's finally back at Lambeau after all this travel. They know they have the bye. So that's just overall you feel kind of – I don't want to say safe, but you feel com- more comfortable going into that game. You know that you have a break after. your home in your home field where they traditionally play so well so that's i think super important and ultimately what's gonna you know give them the edge in that game
2: Mm wow all in agree on week nine week 10 coming off with wins i like it it's yeah i mean it's if things go the way that we think they should at (laughs) you know in july the way that we think things should go uh, that should be not an easy win but you know a comfortable win i would say right yeah so yeah, mark it up as a win. Week eleven—that's their bye week, so they'll still they'll stay in Green Bay, have some extra time, and then we move to week twelve, which is right after Thanksgiving. Which I'm actually kind of happy. I'm kind of happy that the Packers don't have the Thanksgiving game. What's your guys' thought on Packers on Thanksgiving?
3: I love I love Thanksgiving. I love eating food, and then also eating pie after eating real food. Uh, and then just feeling terrible about myself and my decisions. And then I also love watching football. But generally, I mean, when it's the Packers, I obviously I tune in. I'm, I'm all engaged. But, man, I've just eaten like three pounds of pie. And so I prefer exactly. to just kind of ease my way out, man. I prefer to just kind of watch games that I'm enjoying, but I don't have a ton of a stake in. So I'm I'm perfectly fine with them not playing on Thanksgiving.
4: Yeah, I'm ecstatic about it for two reasons. So on Friday, UCF always plays USF the day after Thanksgiving, and I always have to cover that. So that's something I know that I'm already going to have to do. And it's always a quick turnaround right after Thanksgiving, the next morning, leaving, heading back to Orlando, and then working that. And so knowing that, you know, that night or that day, I would have to I write game recaps right after the game is over. I would have to do that with probably family in town and it would just be chaos. And then I'd have to be like, okay, now I have to pack up all my things to get ready. Cause I have to turn around and go back to Orlando the next morning. So that would just be a really tight stretch. And I hate dealing with that. And it's always like super rough when I have a th- the Packers have like a Thursday game and then UCF has a Friday game or, mm-hmm. and then, um, I mean, it's, kind of the same way when we play typically on Saturdays and then obviously the Packers usually play on Sunday but I feel like Sunday is just my designated I know it's going to be football that day and also like Dusty said when I watch the game I really have to be engaged and tune in since I'm doing a write-up on it afterwards I really need to know what I'm talking about and so I take notes <laughs> and look through it throughout the game and I know on Thanksgiving I wouldn't want to like I would do it because I know I needed to, but I would be like, "Oh, this sucks! I want to just eat food and <laughs> lay in my bed, all full, and maybe like go to the store and get some good shopping deals." So I'm very happy. <laughs> about you're that. a
2: Black Friday shopper.
4: So I only I don't actually cool. like go and shop. I just like to go see like all the chaos. I live like right by Walmart, so I just like going and seeing all the people. Like,
3: just make yourself some popcorn and sit outside. So you're kind of exactly. like the Joker in a sense, where you just have to watch all of the. For
4: the best year I ever had black Friday shopping, and the only year that I like ever actually bought stuff was so when I tore my ACL in high school, I tore it like the Sunday before Thanksgiving. So I was in a wheelchair, and they like family took me black friday shopping and everyone was like being super nice to me because i was in a wheelchair so they're like oh you can like cut in front of us like you can do this and all this i was like great okay so that was like the only year that i like
3: every year sarah just get a wheelchair every year oh boy
4: no we're not getting (laughs) into that conversation
3: oh no (laughs) it's like a dark turn it's the forty ers like- huh? The <laughs> Niners.
2: <laughs> uh, I still haven't gotten into my Thanksgiving aspect yet though. Oh yes. What is your I, I do wanna I I do wanna double check though. You get for me, I feel this is the best holiday food of the entire year. Like Agreed. the best meal completely, including, you know, appetizers, meal and dessert. Like this is the best holiday meal of the year.
4: I agree, and there's also just nothing else that comes with it, like Christmas and Easter and other holidays. Typically, there's gift giving. There's some kind of sentiment to the day, but Thanksgiving is just like we're all going to gather here today to eat, and it's it's amazing, and everyone. Brings-
3: uh, it's about giving thanks, Sarah. <laughs> I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for St. Patty's Day. Just a huge sucker for St. Patty's corn Day. Beef? Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: My and parents they- always do a big corn beef like. Uh, boil and then they do cabbage, the cabbage potatoes. Mm-hmm. Everything. I see. The thing is, that's such a bland meal, though. It's not if you pour vinegar on it, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean the, the 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 corned beef always is amazing, mm-hmm. but the cabbage is the thing. Like I can, I can only do so much cabbage and yeah. like boiled, boiled potatoes. Give me, give, a me ma- some, give me uh, a mashed potato all day long, and I will take that.
3: I do cabbage like because I feel like I have to. The potatoes I'm cool with, again, you just freaking mash them yourself and like a little vinegar on that sucker, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Homemade mashed potatoes on your plate? Okay. Yes, I see that. I can see so,
2: that.
4: Also, someone just tweeted at us and said, Hey, uh-huh. throwing it back to last week for a second, did anyone post the video of Sarah Kelleher falling uh-huh.
3: off? Of we'll I don't do remember. No, nah, we'll find it. We'll find it. Well, I'll, do it tweeted, t- I'll do it tonight. They tweeted you because I, I
4: know, Elijah, Thank you for bringing that back into my life once more. That's exactly what I needed.
3: I'll do that tonight. I'll do it tonight. Who tweeted that? i got to
2: find him so I can do it. Oh, I'll do it while we're talking about We He
4: sure. commented on Dusty's tonight's watching while podcasting yeah, selection.
2: That's, that's uh, oh. Elijah Robb. Gotcha. That's why Dusty didn't tag us because he knew we'd yell at him.
3: I almost I almost tag you just so you would get mad at me, but I figured you'd find it anyway, and it wasn't worth the trouble.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: ah, you're such a douche. Mm-hmm. Okay, week 12. Sunday, November 24th, at the San Francisco 49ers, a 425 kick. The San Francisco 49ers were actually fairly busy this offseason. Mm-hmm. They added quite a bit to their team. They added... Kevin Coleman, who Dusty had noted earlier before we even started recording, but he was he was a Shanahan guy, right? That was in yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, they added Jordan Matthews, who I think is now the most tenured wide receiver on the 49ers team. And he's like, what, four years in the league? Uh, they added Ben Garland, Wesley Johnson. They traded for D Ford. They added Quan Alexander, David Mayo, and Jason Verrett from the uh, Chargers. Mm hmm. And then they had Nick Bosa in the draft, Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd. And their only offseason losses were Alfred Morris and Pierre Garçon and their punter. They picked up a punter in the draft. So, I mean, it looks like they've kind of replaced the wide receiver. They've, they're they good on running back. But, like we talked earlier, Dusty, this is – I mean, Jimmy G's coming off the ACL, but their running backs are, are very, very similar in a
3: weird way. It's like this – I love – um I love what uh, Brita, Breda. Yeah, um, man, I love what he did last year. Like what he brings that team is, is just fascinating. Uh, and he's like tough and quick and a good receiver, but that's kind of, yeah, it's like all those guys. They basically took, they don't have like, not that you have to have like a thunder and lightning thing, but they basically have a whole bunch of, they now have three guys in, uh, in Brida, McKinnon and, and Coleman that are, more receivers out of the backfield than runners, I would say. I'd say Breida and McKinnon are more runners, I guess, and Coleman's more of a receiver. But all those guys have essentially the same skill set. It's 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 bizarre. I kind of like it. I like that you can kind of then run a lot of the same stuff with some of those guys, but at the same time, I think it limits you somewhat to not have a little bit of that flexibility. So it's uh, a thing. I saw that. I was like, oh, Coleman. Oh, yeah, Shanahan guy. That's going to be cool in that offense. And then I was like, oh, it's they've already got two of those same guys. It's very strange. Yeah, my reaction, like uh, we talked earlier, my reaction as
2: soon as I saw that they signed Kevin Coleman, I was like, wait a minute. They already have McKinnon. Like, uh, my head immediately went to the Spider Man meme of them pointing <laughs> to each other and like, hey, well, you're here. I'm here. What are you doing here? <laughs> so, yeah, it's like they're the exact same guy. But, I mean, it, it, it could be very interesting. Like, you put both of them in the backfield and with the Shanahan offense, like throwing both of them out in the flat, you know, you've got George Kill running over the middle. You've got a whole slew of new young wide receivers. And hopefully the most handsome quarterback in the world is uh, back (laughs) and healthy and slinging the ball. All right. Wait, wait, hold on. Sarah, given your choice, who's more handsome, Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy G?
4: Oh, I, everyone's going to get mad, but it's, Gotta be Jimmy G. Yeah, of course. I mean,
3: right, Dusty? You agree?
4: I oh, love... if we're
3: talking about quarterback skill, it's Rodgers, like by a friggin' mile. But uh, I mean, Jimmy G is a oh, handsome, yeah. handsome dude. Yeah, no,
4: I, I, I totally agree with you. I think Aaron Rodgers is like a handsome guy, but Jimmy G is like,
3: he's like he's, model you know, handsome.
4: Yeah, like you could see him with like GQ or something, and
3: I'm looking at his picture right now, and he is just my god in heaven. <laughs> Just a handsome man. And you know
4: what's in interesting? Trouble, though. He has like weird, like that whole weird thing about him came out. So,
2: the
3: weird thing?
4: Of- he was like going on a date with. I don't want to talk about it.
3: Oh, no, he was, but I don't know. He's just. Uh, oh, that's that right. Didn't he yeah. date a porn, date yeah. a porn star? Okay. He's yeah. living his life, Sarah. Leave that man alone.
4: No, I, I mean, I know like judgment, but it's just like, uh, I don't know about that. So. <laughs>
3: He's a handsome Sex dude. Too, Sarah. He's a handsome dude. He just got paid. Uh, do you know? Oh, this is ridiculous. He probably uh, the DMs, like, you know? I don't know if you guys look at Pro Football Reference, but Pro, pro, pro Football Reference has um, uh, nicknames. And some of them I feel like the players make up themselves. Uh, did you know Jimmy mm-hmm. G has nicknames? Did you no. know this? Not I
4: besides I Jimmy G. He's got three that's...
3: nicknames. Three nicknames. One of them is Jimmy GQ, which is, oh, I like that oh, one. Good. I, I like Jimmy like like GQ. The next one is Prince Aladdin, and the next one is Great Garoppolo. Like they, like who made who? Who came up with these?
4: Okay, X Great Garoppolo because yeah, no, yeah, but hard first, a hard X on
3: the Great good. Garoppolo. I go with Jimmy GQ. I'll go with that. That's
2: fine.
4: Yeah, I like that. I think I'm going to call him that now.
3: That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, all
2: like if if you're trying to give give him a new one, all I can do. You guys watch the Goldbergs at all on ABC? No. Yeah, I've uh, seen
4: a couple of. It's like the,
2: it's like eighty sitcom, pretty much. It's but it's a lot of like right. It's it, got it's Jeff Garland fun. in it. I want to watch yeah. it because the Jeff Garland's awesome. Oh yeah, he's good. He, and he's the dad, and he's just angry all the time, and he only wants to sit in his recliner and watch TV in his underwear. It's it's pretty outstanding. But uh, they have one kid like in his in the high school that they always refer to as Handsome Ben, who's always good at every sport and just attractive and everything. It's like it's Handsome Jimmy. Like that's all it is. Is just yeah. Wildly attractive dude. So that's true. Hopefully we will have a couple of our outside linebackers burying his handsome face into the ground, which You're I'm liking. And that's so why I took more. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I took the Packers for a win in San Francisco. What about you guys? The I Niners are well. oh, gone. Yeah, Niners
3: are uh, fascinating because they could did You just think go ahead and then I'm sorry. I thought she was done. Go
4: ahead, Sarah. No, no, go you're ahead, good. Sarah. I'll just keep it short. Honestly, I didn't have a lot to say about it. So, I have them winning as well. Jimmy GQ, good-looking guy, but I don't think he's going to get the dub. There you go, Dusty. All you. Hey, thanks.
3: I also don't think they're winning. Go ahead. No um, way. Wait, wait. Hold on. I got it. Minds more. Did important.
4: we just agree on 3 things in I'm, a row?
3: I'm sorry, Sarah. The man is talking. How many glasses of whiskey you I had? Just one. Just one. Uh, yeah, I think we did. We did. Oh, man. Now I'm out. Um, Sarah's going to start her own podcast without us. Um, <laughs>
1: well, uh, do, yeah.
3: need to, do not lump me in with you with that conversation. Uh, come, that on, come on, no, Steve. No, no, no. You're going to be suspended for a week by Andy. Do- <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a loss. Uh, it, or it's a win. I'm sorry. Uh, j- Jim, the, the, this team is fascinating to me. I mean, Sh- Shanahan, clearly a good offensive mind. He seems to know what he's doing. Uh, Kittle had a breakout year last year. I'm not high on Jimmy G. Like that's the thing is you know, he made uh he did good things with Mullins when Mullins came in and we saw um who's a Beth- Bethard last year started against uh, against the Packers when when the Packers played them last year. Um for all for everything, for his high draft status, for what he's done, I've watched quite a bit of him. I'm not a huge Jimmy Garoppolo guy. He's got talent. I think it's processing, I don't love his processing, I guess. Um and it's some of his decision making. For all of this, he's 27 years old. Is he 27 or is he 28 now? He is 27. He's 27. He's going to to turn 28 soon. Uh, He has started a grand total of 10 games, has 17 touchdowns against eight interceptions for his career. Last year, before he went down, when it was like he was healthy, he was in the system, it was his second year, everything was looking good, he had five touchdowns and three picks last year. And those three picks were friggin' ugly. Like, ugly, ugly picks. So I'm not a huge fan of Garoppolo. Um, but they did. I mean, Steve, you ran down everything that the Niners did. I mean, they made moves. They drafted Bosa. Like, um, This is a team that... They're 4-12. and 12. Like, it, I still think maybe they're a year away. If Garoppolo clicks, like, maybe sooner than that. This is a team that seems like... I wouldn't be shocked to see him 12-4, and four, and I also wouldn't be shocked to see him, like, 6-10. and 10. You know what I mean? They're better the team than they were last year. I think a lot of it hinges on what you feel about Garoppolo, and I don't really love him, so... Yeah, Packers win. They go into San Francisco, they're off the bye. Packers win by like, I don't know, fourteen. Like fourteen easy. I don't know.
2: Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm the thing I'm intrigued by is wide receiver development for them. I wanna yeah. you know I, I don't believe in Jordan Matthews. I don't think he's gonna be anything exceptional for them. I think George Kittle is gonna be the big thing for them, but I I loved Debo Samuel. Out of South Carolina, if uh, the Packers were looking to add somebody like Randall Cobb, that was somebody that I was interested in.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: I thought that would be that would have been a nice, just lateral like not in a weird way a lateral move of like getting somebody with the same skill set, uh, speed, good hands, like things like that. That would have been a good move for them to be able to get him, but they didn't. Uh, so I'm intrigued by him. Marquise Goodwin is a Burner man, like yeah to be able to play with to get you. Like I know you don't like Jimmy G, but like it's always good to have somebody like that on the outside. And you've got some some quality quality wide receivers. So I, I'm ex- if they're if they get some talented guys, like if they can develop those guys, it'll be really interesting to see what they can have going in San Francisco. Like you said, it's I feel more comfortable, more of a Carol like a, like a Carolina kind of like a comfortable win, at least a touchdown.
3: Well, all the teams, this is the one I'm less certain. I'm the least amount of certain about like they've, there's so much that could, like if everything clicks for them, they could, they could be tremendous or they could just not be very good. Like these four teams, this is the one that it could break either way and I wouldn't be shocked.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the the fun part about the NFL every single year is there's, there's teams that just come out of nowhere and we think they're going to be trash and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs. So it's the same thing. It's like you could say the same thing about the Packers of we we, we we're all hoping that they're going to be great again because this is we as Packers fans that's what we want. But we have no freaking clue what's going to happen. Their defense and their offense could they could go they both go in the tank. They could both go through the roof, mm-hmm. and neither would surprise me.
0: Very true. That's very true.
2: But I do have this marked off as a win. Sarah, you have this as a win as well. Yep. Awesome. So we are all sitting at two and one, and we move to December week thirteen. They are playing at the New York Giants, a one PM game. So they're going from the West Coast to the East Coast. And guys, this this team is—I uh, know I'm not—I'm not allowed to swear on this podcast, but they are <laughs> an S show, man. Like, whoa, they went through quite a bit in this off season. I mean, they lost—they lost. They lost uh, OBJ, they lost Olivier Vernon, they lost uh, a whole bunch of dudes, and then they went and made a couple of questionable signings. I have no clue what this team is besides a bad team. Oh, and Eli Manning is still their their quarterback.
3: That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part.
4: Yeah, Mm. poor Saquon, man. Because Saquon is so good, and he is just so talented for how young he is, and he's on the Giants, and that's just so unfortunate for him. And I think everyone was so confused at their draft pick. Uh, Everyone was just so flabbergasted that they did this again, that they blew an opportunity that they could have made into a great one. And to sum it up, like you said, Eli Manning is still the quarterback. So I don't see this um, being a particularly tough one for the Packers. Yes, it's on the road. Yes, it's on the East Coast, different time zone for them. But I definitely think it's another win. I think, I mean, Saquon's going to Saquon and do his thing. He'll probably score a touchdown or two, but I don't think it's going to be enough to, you know, beat the Packers.
3: Yeah, I don't think he's going to do it, but Saquon could legitimately go for 200 yards and two touchdowns, and the Packers could still win this game.
4: Oh, absolutely. Without, without
3: too much I trouble.
4: It would be. I'd be watching. I'd be like, oh, he's so good. Oh, I'm annoyed that they're letting him <laughs> do this. But the score would be outrageous. So
3: Yeah, like they <laughs> – Oh, he's so good. He's amazing. The Packers won thirty-five to fourteen.
4: <laughs> those are like those memes on Twitter with all the NBA trade stuff with and it's all it's always like, bang, he hits the three, and the Thunder now losing by thirty instead of thirty five. <laughs> <Like, laughs> they're always so funny and they, every NBA free agency they reappear and they make me laugh so hard, and that's kind of what like I'm thinking of. Like, oh Saquon just, you know, Had an 80-yard touchdown run, but they're still losing by 20, something like that. 30
3: seconds left in the game, and they're down by 40. Yeah, it's uh by this point in the season, we're we're talking week 13. We, we, the Giants are dumb. It's hard to tell what they're going to do. Might we legitimately see Daniel Jones at this point if Eli is just clearly done? Do you think that? I mean, do you think this is a point? You don't think
2: so? They benched him. They benched him for one week, and I was like, we shouldn't have done that. This feels different, though. they're too like, they're too lost in their own ways of like, well, we owe this to Eli Manning. Like he's done so much for our franchise. He's won two Super Bowls. Like they, it feels like they're giving him the the whole "you tell us when you want to be done" thing.
3: It's so and- it's just it's so odd to me that they've got you know they traded away uh, Beckham and Vernon, who are two very good players on both sides of the ball. Uh, that they're clearly like viewing this as like kind of entering rebuilding that they wouldn't they wouldn't at some point just pull the plug on Manning once things seem like they're going downhill like to what end is Manning still starting if they seem like they are actually rebuilding not questioning you Steve because you're right this Giants are super backwards there's just nothing about this makes sense to me
2: you're absolutely uh, and we for the first time in my entire life I agree with you Dusty (laughs) I have I, I don't know what to make of all the things that they did like they went they it was one step forward two steps back half a step forward three steps back yeah why you got rid of this albatross of a contract of obj and like i I love the dude but I don't know if I'd want to pay him twenty one million dollars a year I just don't know if I'd want to do that no. and I get and they they maybe they were just like you know for the amount of a headache this guy is i we just don't want him on the team and that in a weird way, made sense, and they got val. I feel like they got some value out of it because most trades in the NFL aren't value; they're just dumping things on other people. And you know, you got Jabril Preppers, who they claim is a playmaker that they wanted. I don't think I agree with that, but no. you know, you got some draft picks, you got some things out of it, some players. It was a decent trade, it was for for what it was. But then you go out and give that money to Golden Tate. Yeah, that makes zero sense. I didn't love that. I mean, they went out, they, I'm just kind of like walking through what they did and like they signed Marcus Golden, who, okay, you know, more of a up and coming guy, kind of guy than gold tape, but uh, Antoine Buffet and actually they signed Olsen Pierre, who's a looks like they went out and were like hey, hey Arizona Cardinals we'd like to take some of your defense. I don't know why they thought that
3: was the best idea. You know how you guys were so good on defense last year.
4: Mhm.
2: Mhm. Then they yeah, so they got Jabril Peppers, they got Kevin Zeitler, um who actually that I mean that's an upgrade for their offensive line, which is good. And then like the whole thing is like they re-sign their punter, or they re-sign their long snapper, they re-sign their kicker, um they picked up a, a fullback. Like what this, it, it doesn't make any freaking sense. No. And then no. they go out and they draft uh, Daniel Jones.
3: Like, what man? So I've had I think we talked about this before, I've talked about this elsewhere, I can't remember. Um there was when the Vikings drafted Kirk Cousins, uh, we like I was watching it with my friends and we legitimately laughed. I wasn't watching he was Whoa. watching it on his phone. They didn't I'm, they didn't draft Kirk Cousins. No, I'm sorry. sorry, not Kirk Cousins. Sorry. I'm sorry, friggin' uh, Christian Ponder. Chris Ponder. Okay. When the Vikings drafted Christian Ponder, my friend's watching the draft on his phone. And he says, "Hey guys, guess who the Vikings took at 12? Christian Ponder." And then we all laughed and we said, "No wait, who did they really draft?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm serious, Christian Ponder." Like one of my favorite moments in draft history was the the Vikings drafting Christian Ponder. I almost like not quite as much because it's not division rival. Almost that same reaction to Daniel Jones this year was like a like I was watching it and to go wait Daniel no okay who did they really pick did they Daniel Jones really that high okay just it just just tremendous yeah, just amazing it's,
4: it's insane I was watching it as well and I had a few friends over because we were going to see the new Avengers movie that came out that night and so we were all watching it together and no one was like paying attention at that point because everyone was just kind of like hanging out waiting to go and then they said his name and everyone went what like we all looked at each other like no 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 someone was talking too loud we didn't hear that right like or they flashed like their wrong name up there and then we we're like oh my god it happened like that actually <laughs> just happened and it was the funniest thing and all of us were just like what is going on why did that just happen but at the same time we're like mm, it's the giants not surprised so yeah.
3: classic giants move classic giants that is a, a win i guess we all got this i got, I got this as a win i've
2: marked it off as a win
4: me too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so
2: everybody has the Packers going three and one in quarter three, so that would put Dusty at nine and three. Nine and three. I've got him at eight and four.
4: Seven and five for me.
2: Seven and five. Okay. Very very interesting. Uh, so did you? I don't know. Actually, we didn't talk about this before. Did you guys project the last quarter as well?
3: Man, I didn't, no. but I could real quick. Okay, yeah. I'll
2: talk about you guys. Do that. I'll talk about mine. So I. Basically what happened in week 14, 15, 16, 17, they've got home against Washington and Chicago, then they are at Minnesota on Monday night, and then at Detroit. So I had them go 3-1 and one for that as well. So my prediction in July, which doesn't mean Jack, but... <laughs> My prediction in July is eleven and five for the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if that means that they're going to win the division. I haven't looked at the Bears too deep as their schedule uh, as to what they might be into, but I mean, from eleven and five, that's playoffs for sure. That's my that's my optimistic hope at the time.
3: I've got them twelve and four. I've got. them also three and one, dropping the Vikings game. It's the only game I got them losing that last uh, the last set, which I don't know. That's I would say that's clearly division. Considering the fact that I have them sweeping the Bears and Lions and splitting with the Vikings, I'd say that twelve and four plus all that, that's the division.
4: Yeah, I have them I said three is three and one as well, dropping to the Vikings, so that would put me at what would that put me at ten and ten and eight, right?
3: Ten and (laughs) six
2: I sure hope not. (laughs) I
3: sure hope not.
1: And, no, and I are the
2: only I ones did, drinking on this podcast. I did the wrong math. Sarah clearly knows things. She's like "No, Nostradamus that apparently next year the Packers are going to be going into an 18-game schedule. Oh, so are going to be 10-8 next year. That's a surprise like, job, I made, man. I
4: added the wrong game, so hold on. What did I, I, did what I did say? I the two
2: preseason games.
4: <laughs> I was like, what? as soon think, as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I'm pretty no. positive you
2: have them 10-6. and six.
4: Yes, that's what I meant to say. And I think I added the two games that I had them winning to them losing. And then I was like, no, what did I just do?
5: What? So,
4: I don't know. I'm okay. tired. I, I have, have my to- final tomorrow. Give me a break. Okay.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry that you couldn't do the, you know, uh, second grade math. I apologize that you couldn't add that together. But, you know, college college is calling, Sarah. I know. <laughs> Tough times. Uh, just, so, just so everybody knows, I did tweet out the the video of Sarah falling off the boat. So, again, if anybody can take that whole, like, cut that part of her, just her falling and make it into, like, meme videos of anything, Dusty and I will figure out, like, we'll we'll figure out something good for you guys. Because, we'll do something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you can come up with a nice little quick video, that would be outstanding. So, overall, it looks like... Do, do do we have everybody that is going? All three of us say the Packers will win the division. Well, Dusty and I, I think, have the Packers win the division.
3: Ten and six is like what borderline playoff probably. Eleven. And,
2: so eleven. I've got eleven and five. I mean, that's. I was. I have them splitting with the Bears, splitting with the Vikings, and sweeping the Lions.
3: I'm gonna say eleven and five. But that's the division. Let's would, let's call that the division.
2: Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I don't. I don't think Chicago, not looking at their schedule, but I don't think they're going to stay this healthy. They well, a- they're
3: playing, you know, they're, they're still playing um, AFC West. So they still mm-hmm. got, you know, Chargers, Niners, um, Broncos, Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's still tough for them. Well, they
2: do. And, I mean, they as we talked about, I think, last, last week, they, they lost their coordinator. They lost a couple players, and they didn't upgrade them. They, in fact, downgraded. However, that's up for debate. They've spent the
3: entire offseason just obsessed with a missed kick. Oh, I feel like that plays into the psyche a little bit.
4: 42, that's the magic number. Oh, that's (laughs) the
3: magic number. And none of their kickers that come into camp can make it. No. uh, But they make them all try it just to sear that into everyone's memory. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so fun.
2: That's That's amazing. amazing.
3: Like I like the Bears are good. I'm not saying anything about them. The Bears are oh, good. No, they are. Would They're it scouting. shock anyone if they just completely fell off and went six and ten this year? I'm sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. six six and thirteen. I think Sarah six <laughs> and thirteen.
4: Shut Ch- up, uh, well,
3: I- <laughs> Dusty. Going to the magical nineteen game schedule. That's right. That's right. I'm looking two years. You. you guys are playing checkers. Here. I'm playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> he's on like a 3d chess level here now i love it it's like the the 3d board that uh tony stark's playing with that's me that's me right now <laughs> you're super cool super thanks, cool thanks steve thanks mm-hmm. steve
2: mm-hmm. well i mean that's that's outstanding all three of us have the packers going to the postseason i mean schedule wise i don't know i feel when i first looked at it it was almost like it was a it was a very daunting schedule but when you kind of break it down into quarters it's more manageable. I feel like you kind of look at it and uh, honestly, I think quarter three is potentially the the most tough just because of the travel
3: travels tough. And you've got that chargers. um, And again, who knows what the Niners are going to be and the Panthers could be good. That's the thing. I mean, the, the only game that like you're absolutely writing in a pen right now is that giants game. The other ones could go either way and the travel complicates things. But I mean, I don't know, and quarter then that, two has Cowboys and Chiefs, and Lions uh, usually give the Packers a hard time lately. So, I mean... The I one reason
2: I was saying the travel two is because this is the only one that has multiple back-to-back travel weeks. So, if you go, if you dip back, back into week eight, they're at Kansas City. So, then you have, they're on the second game of a back-to-back travel, and then San Francisco and NYC, yeah. another back-to-back travel. So, that's... You know, we don't know what those teams will be yet, but, I mean, you throw that travel, like the back-to-back travel again and again, and that's just going to be wearing. So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully they can kind of weather that storm and move through it.
3: Man, but. they get the Packers get the bye week, but it is the only quarter with three away games as well.
2: Yep. And some talented teams too, so. Yeah. Very cool. Let's end it on a little bit of a fun note. Dusty was telling us all about uh, Burger Week, where yes, you sir. live right now. So, mm-hmm. um Favorite That's- burger of all time. I know oh, you're man. basically so burger week for Dusty right now. From what I from what I gather is all of the local burger places and everything like that are gathering in one spot. And instead of having like thirteen dollar burgers, it's five dollar burgers, and you can not,
3: have not gathering in one spot, not gathering in one spot. No, the, you all go to their place. And oh, it's only okay. it's only eat in, it's dine in, but it's a whole bunch of places. Yeah, some of them are like you know. 8 dollar burgers some of them are 13 dollar burgers and they're offering specialty one week only 5 dollar burgers straight up and they're
5: all That's trying awesome. something
3: different uh and so I've tried a lot of good stuff i think it's the fourth year and the people in my office are super super into it uh and so we always try new stuff which is awesome um we were talking about this before best burger of all time steve i don't know man um what did you what did you have to, uh what's the best one you've had this week though well i've only had two this week i didn't do tuesday uh, i was working from home it's wednesday well, exactly. when we're recording this uh, I did Monday. We did like a was it like a caprese burger. I don't know, which was solid. It was good. It was super messy. It had like balsamic vinegar. I don't know, caprese. I'm not entirely caprese? sure. Caprese. Caprese. Yeah. 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 Sure, Steve. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cultured man. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no,
2: no, no, I do not eat that at all. That's my
3: wife. I've learned how
2: that's like what well, that's basil, tomato, and mozzarella. Okay. Yeah. And they that's also
3: right? had some balsamic vinegar on that as well. Yeah. It makes sense. That's yeah. more. Of a,
2: yeah. The dressing.
3: It was super messy. It was really good. Um, Today was a uh, it was a it was an all American. It looked like a cheeseburger, but it had a hot dog with with uh, chili on top, which was amazing. That was incredible. Uh, Tomorrow we're doing a um, bourbon burger that has uh, bourbon bacon jam. I'm super super hyped about fire. Yeah yeah, so we're we're hyped about that. You know, get out to a handful of them enough enough to where I feel like I'm I'm doing it and not enough to where I'm going to die of a heart attack. So. It's a weird balance we're trying to keep um but we're going so that's favorite burger for favorite burger this week is a chili cheese one because just it was amazing um favorite burger of all time man i'll do five guys like bacon just a bacon burger all day but man the breakfast all day burger at burger is tremendous you get the hash brown we talked about this before it's you've got that you got the fried egg on top you got the hash brown you've got the maple syrup I feel like I've got like, I'm missing three different things. You got some bacon on there. Bacon, and yeah. It's just, oh, it's just, it sounds like it's too much, but the balance of it is incredible. No, the the key is just the maple syrup. It's not too much. They put enough in there to kind of just, just, you get the flavor of it, and nothing really takes over. Nothing is dominant. It's just, it's a tremendous burger. I I love, it. I hate going to Burger Fry and getting anything else. So, breakfast, bur- I'll go today. I'm just feeling breakfast all day, Burger, Burger But my favorite burger of all time. Steve?
2: So my favorite burger of all time is definitely like the, the breakfast burger. Like we talked, like in college, we, it was on this, it was something on the Simpsons where we, we saw an episode and he and Homer sitting there talking about how, you know, he wants all the stuff, the breakfast stuff on his burger. and He wants hash browns. He wants a sausage. He wants bacon. He wants all this stuff. And we just kind of sat there like, Holy crap. We should just do that right now. And so, you know, we're all drinking, we're having a great time, and we're all grilling stuff, and my friend's making bacon and hash browns, and like, after that, I was I was freaking hooked, like, I that is my favorite burger of all time, is just making the breakfast burger with, you know, the fried eggs, the bacon, and the hash brown. You got, like, for, I love the hash brown patty,
5: like yes. they have at McDonald's, yes. so you're
2: not just, you know falling all over the place but you've got it consistently there
3: that's what the burger finds. that's like the base that's the mm -hmm. base and it's amazing amazing. yeah
2: it's awesome you throw that if you're if i have to go to a if i'm going to a actual restaurant then i want to go to shake shack and get their smoke shack burger which is a double cheeseburger and it's got like cut up red pepper but it's got like a real kick to it and i've never uh, had that i have to get that That one is – that's outstanding. You throw that with some fries and, like, their vanilla shake and, oh, (laughs) damn. Yeah, that's one of – if I'm going somewhere, that's what I'm going to get. And finish it off with a millennial. What is it, like a McDonald's burger, double cheeseburger? I have
4: (laughs) a very millennial answer for this. (laughs) So – I, for a long time, was against the turkey burger. I was like, I'm not going to eat a turkey oh burger. I... Can, we,
2: can we cut her off right now? She's going to eat her it.
3: turkey burger. And I'm no, a, no,
2: no. Turkey,
4: you're so breaking I, up, Sarah. At Yard House, I don't know if you... Do you guys no. have Yard House? No. no. Okay, well, it's really good. They have, like kind of like gourmet dishes, but not where it's like crazy expensive. So they have all these weird type of foods. And so they have this turkey burger and someone told me that you have to try this. It's the best thing ever. And I was like, no, I'm not going to try this. I don't like turkey burgers. But one day I was like, why not? So I tried it. And it's a turkey burger with mozzarella cheese. And then it has this like garlic sauce on it with arugula, onion, (laughs) And it's like all of these fancy things that I never eat. So I was like, I'm going to hate this. And I always, no matter what burger I'm eating, I will, if I have fries with it, I put the fries on the burger. That's just the thing that I always do. I like that. So I did that and I ordered this burger and it was literally amazing. I was blown away. I thought it was going to be terrible. And it was honestly one of the best burgers I've had. So I'm going to go a different answer and say that.
3: You know know what would be make that better is instead of turkey, just get like actual beef. Would but that there's burger also- better. you <laughs> made Dusty's kid cry. Do you hear that? Yeah, he's in the he's back-down? in the, the background. He is he was super fine. upset. He
2: was fine the whole podcast. You said yeah. turkey burger. He's like. What the hell is going on, G? He asked it's what the real, best burger, burger is. I was also going burger.
4: to give a beef one as well because the best burger I've had, a normal burger, was actually in Wisconsin. And I don't remember the name of this place I went to. It was in Appleton. Yeah,
3: I feel she's making this up now. No, she, I'm not. Yeah, yeah no. I don't, a, a friend of mine told me about it.
4: <laughs> it was in Appleton. <laughs> if anyone He
3: knows a, you're lying.
4: No, <laughs> if anyone that's listening knows of a burger place that's in Appleton, it. It's like, yeah, right
3: probably
4: it's by a Cadoba, That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was Wendy's. It was, it was, it was really Wendy's. Hilarious.
4: And I got a burger and it had Swiss cheese and mushrooms. It was
3: called the Dave's double? double? I don't know.
2: I don't no! Know. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it was
3: a double
2: stack, I think. It was called the double
3: stack. Super double unique. Food. It was super unique.
4: No, it had barbecue sauce on it. And it was like... Not barbecue, sorry. A1, it was a1 sauce with mushrooms, Swiss cheese, so it was really good. One of the best burgers I've ever had, but I don't remember the the
2: place. You
3: you guys have done, uh, you guys have done Krolls, I assume, up across from Lambeau. You've done Krolls, I have not. not. Little burger place, man. Okay, next time you're at Lambeau, uh, we're talking about maybe going to a game this year, so Steve, I'll hit you you up if we do. You'll be at the Broncos game. Yes, at the Broncos game. That's early. Okay, we'll see. I might not be able to make
4: because that. My um, parents refused to go after like.
3: Oh, that's right. That's right.
4: The weather.
3: We'll so. go like before a game is insane, but if you can go the day before, it's a little little burger place, little diner, like across, like legitimately, like across the street from Lambeau. I think maybe the east entrance. Um, and it's it's they got butter burgers, and they've got cheese curds and it's amazing. The burgers are um, they do the butter burgers are just super greasy. Uh, and so, you know, whatever. But you're getting the experience. They're amazing. Uh, so get a butter burger and get the cheese curds at Kroll's. You will not be disappointed.
2: And uh, to to point out the hypocrisy of Sarah's turkey burger answer, Dusty, you, you watch Parks and Rec, right? Yes, sir. I do. Okay, you watch Parks and Rec, too. I'm on so season you,
4: five you should, right now.
2: You should know the stupidity of your answer. Yep. Where – where I am thinking
3: of the same thing.
2: <laughs> yes. Ron, Ron is having the cook-off.
4: I know what you're talking about.
2: And, uh, I can't remember the name. Chris uh, uh Chris, Traeger. Chris Traeger is doing the, you know, I've perfected this. It's the yep. turkey burger. It's got arugula. It's got this. It's got this. And he tastes one thing, and then Ron just goes to, like, the the meat-and-such store is yep. what it's actually called. Yeah,
4: and he gets, like, the big slab and just, slab like. Slab
2: of ground beef and makes the burger. And as soon as Chris takes one bite, he goes, oh, yeah, that's better. Yep, cause that's it's all deep. I could think of when Sarah's doing her turkey burger. That's all I could think
4: <laughs> that of. That is hilarious. I love that scene.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, Sarah's turkey burger is in third place, so everybody knows that. As just making sure we all get that. But next week we will be back. Um, Sarah what? will have watched the usual suspects at this point because mm-hmm. college yeah. will be over for, for,
4: for, six summer, weeks. for
2: six weeks. So she has a little extra time. She will give us a full report on it. Uh, Dusty, I might actually have to rewatch it so I can have some questions ready. I haven't make- watched sure. it in like twenty years. Yeah, I no, it. I'm gonna have to rewatch it to make sure I have questions ready to go. Um, but yeah, it'll it'll be good. So we can do Millennial Sarah um, watching a old school movie, which should be fun. Nice mm-hmm. little game, and then um, what? Do- Episode
4: 365.
3: Uh, dude, no, that's, 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 that's the next, next week, too, Sarah. <laughs> that's the next week. You said this last week, too. I <laughs>
2: know.
4: I'm just excited that it's coming and that we have it. Yes, so. we have
2: the one year anniversary of the Pack of podcast. That is coming in two, two weeks. weeks. Still efforting a, 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 a guest. We'll see if that actually comes
3: through. Uh,
4: I, don't have, I don't know. If you know anyone that knows someone that knows a great person that, that, yeah, knows, that knows a do a Packer. podcast, I shot my
3: shot at Aaron Rodgers and it did not work. No, I was
2: really sad that that didn't work. I I figured if I told him that we drank Scott, we drank whiskey, he could drink scotch. That might get, that might get him, but it did not. Sadly enough. Sadly enough. Well, and unfortunately we don't have as much pull as Andy Herman to get Kenny Clark, but we're working on a couple of things. So we'll see. We'll see. But we're really excited. It'll be two weeks from now. Um, We'll be doing the one-year anniversary of the show. And then, uh, yeah, uh, next week we've got something else, too, don't we, guys?
3: We're covering the Packers linebackers next week.
2: Packers linebackers, that's right. That's There was some confusion between the three of us on that one. So, <laughs> Packers mostly, linebackers. Mostly me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both of you guys did. <laughs> but I wasn't in the attitude to explain everything to you, so it was fun. It was fun. But, uh, so, yeah, that kind of wraps it up for us tomorrow. Make sure you tune in again. They will uh, – the guys will have the last quarter of the Packers season to wrap everything up. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I love that everybody continues to listen through the offseason. I mean, I think we've been able to put out some great content, and uh, we love the Twitter interaction, so make sure to head everybody up on at Packer Day Podcast. Dusty's at at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher 4, and at Steve Perich. We love talking to you guys, so please, please continue that. Any closing thoughts from you guys?
3: I got nothing, man.
4: Shout out for football. Shout out to the women's national team. There you Ooh. go. Yes, that was super cool. And that's all I have to say. They rock. There you go.
3: It's incredible. Hashtag yeah. equal pay.
2: There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. If not more than the men, I mean, come on. What the hell oh, are the men listen,
3: listen, pay? listen? Double, double what the Oops. men are making until they start winning things. If they start winning things, equal pay. Yeah, the, yeah. Then the men can do equal pay. Yeah, Let's do that. Exactly. It's it's the women make what the women should make, and then the men get equal pay until they until they win enough to uh, to deserve trying to get a following of their own. But yes, equal like pay it. at the very very least. I have two closing
2: thoughts uh, for everybody. Number one, I want EA Sports and the NCAA to start getting their heads out of their asses, so I can start playing NCAA 2020. Yes. yes. I want that so freaking bad with whoever you put, whoever you want on the cover, pay those kids a little bit of everything that's sold and go from there. But like, we need to make that happen. That's number one. I want that to, I really, really want that to happen. Uh, and then number two, thanks to Sandro, who I know from Twitter is listening, uh, out in Germany. We've talked to him a few times, Mm -hmm. but, uh, he's a, he's a funny dude and he kind of talked me through some hair style issues. (laughs) So it was kind of funny, but, uh, Uh, shout out to that guy for always listening and and tweeting at us. So he's a lot of fun, but Mm -hmm. we will catch you guys next week. We will be back as uh, hopefully another hard hitting hour long episode for everybody that's (laughs) listening. Dusty will have some stupid ass thing that he's watching on TV to try to annoy me. And uh, Sarah will bring some millennial kind of comments. So, I mean, you guys know exactly what you're getting from us, but we love that you listen to us and we hope you have a lot, as much fun as we do when we're recording. So, As always, Go Pack Go!